Hello and welcome to Art Talks. I'm Dee Danjal and in this episode we speak to contemporary artist Joseph Klebanski. Joseph is a Dutch artist whose works examine the relationship between what we see and what an image implies. His practice often allows technology and traditional artistic techniques to coexist. And by utilizing the limitless potential of digitally enhanced art, Joseph is able to create both complex sculptural compositions and create monumental paintings by digitally layering hundreds of images. Joseph is best known for his highly reflective sculptures depicting animals and distinctive characters as shining monuments. We spoke to Joseph on location at this year's Art Miami, where he exhibited his new work in conjunction with Hoffa. Joseph Klebanski, it's an absolute pleasure to have you on Art Talks. How are you doing? Wow, thank you for having me. I mean, the setting is unbelievable. Is. We're in Miami, we're on the waterfront at Art Miami. It's, uh, it's surrealistic, man. It's, it's a, a dream. pleasure it's... to be here, isn't it? Yeah, and what a great vibe it is this year. I Man, I was, I was shocked because I came in on the opening on the VIP night and there was a queue. I swear the queue was around the block. And I thought, just imagine the moment we're in that people are queuing around the block to go to an art It's fair. like getting into a club. <laughs> it's like getting into a famous club, like a Madonna concert or something. Super special. Absolutely. It's wow. And then as an artist, to see that and to see the interest for art in general, and you think like, wow, it's really, uh, it's going places. It's evolving. Now we're gonna, we're gonna get on to speaking about your works that are being exhibited here this year. But before that, I wanna wind the clock back and speak about your humble beginnings. How did it all start off for you? Yeah, you know, it's cool to look back because it started from absolutely nothing. Actually, I was, for my school, for my university, I had to do an apprenticeship. And my friend was doing an apprenticeship at an art gallery. So and you I, studied art? No, no, no. It, it was it was um, like a private business school okay. because I was looking around, what do I want to do? Uh, I did one year of like a restaurant school. I thought I wanted to be a chef or something like that because I like creating, I like working with my hands and envisioning making, you know, cool things. And I see the same uh, in, in restaurants and in chefs doing that. Absolutely. Actually. Definitely an art form. Yeah, it's, it's a real art form. So this was something I thought I wanted. Then I did it for a year. Then, then I didn't really enjoy the... The reality of being a chef. It's a lot more sweaty than you probably thought it was yeah, going to be. Yeah, it, 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 it was also maybe the school itself and okay. the people there that I thought, this, this is not the dream, you know? So um, then I changed schools. Then I, it was a marketing and communication study, as they called it. So I did that. And then I had to do, at the end of that course, I need to do an apprenticeship. So I did it at a student magazine. And... My friend did it in an art gallery. And I texted him one day, I said, hey, what are you doing? He said, oh, come over for a coffee. I said, okay, I'll come over during the lunch break. So during the lunch break, I went there and uh, I looked around. I'm like, wow, wow, this is where you're working? I mean, that's actually a lot cooler than what I'm doing. Okay. Sitting in an office behind a, behind a desk computer. He said, yeah, today we have this artist and just came in and new works and, and he was passionate about telling me about the work of other artists. And I said, wow. This is something for me. Just to elaborate on that, at that point in time, were you practicing art personally? No, was absolutely it a hobby? not. So this was completely dormant in your brain and in your in your life, let's say, but you were inspired by that one moment. Yeah, the only thing is, is that my, my parents, my mom was a makeup artist and my dad was a professional photographer. Ah, uh, okay. So art was, has been running in yeah, your family. Yeah, so art was in the family in, in a very different form. They collected like African wood carvings. They collected art books and stuff. So it was there, but it wasn't a thought 
as a career move or something, you know, because they were doing commercial work for big brands. But they were doing it as vocational careers though, right? It wasn't a hobby for them. No, no, it was their career, correct. But you correct. didn't consider it something that you could pursue as a career. No, 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 right. no. Until no. this coffee that you had with your friend. Yes, when I when I saw that, I really thought this might be something because I have the, the concepts, I have the ideas, I want to tell a story, I want to be creative this might be something uh, for me I think I should investigate it further and 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 that's that's actually how it how it materialized I I went to an electronics store I bought a digital camera I bought a computer I downloaded Photoshop I started making pictures photoshopping the pictures printing it on canvas painting over that and that's how it started so elaborating on that you're known for your ability to create both structural compositions like 3D pieces yeah. as well as you know well, let's call them monumental paintings right you definitely have a sense of monument in the imagery that you create if you had to choose one of them as your favorite format what would it be and why i think it would be uh, sculptures because i think the impact you can create with a monumental piece of like 30 foot or like 10 meters or, or even larger, but let's say 10 meters. That that impact, I think, is quite hard to get with the painting. I mean, if you create a really large painting, I also did that, and the impact was very, very cool. So you, you can definitely get there with painting, but... But it's not out there like yeah, a 12-foot structure would be, right? Correct. I think that having a sculpture in a public place where people would just walk there and, and just like see it and engage with it, I think that wow effect is, in my perception, harder to get with painting. So that would be my choice. Talking about the wow factor, you've got this certain sense of striking kind of like reflectiveness in your sculptures, the attention to detail and just how striking they are in terms of their reflective caliber is is, is definitely like a Klebanski authentic well, yeah, sense a, of signature, signature, right? I would say, yeah, yeah. So for example, your works, uh, The White Universe and even Gold Universe and The Thinker, for example, they're incredibly striking. What inspired those works? To, to be honest, I, I wanted to create a body of work around astronauts because for me, they're very interesting like characters they're 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 nearly like mythical characters because you know there's a human inside but you don't really see the human because the visor is closed and it's like a gold reflection and what i wanted to show is a part of like art history in certain pieces and take that art history like let's say the thinker that's actually a sculpture by rodin so it's a well known pose but I, and but it's actually that's a uh, a symbol for philosophy it became a symbol for philosophy and um, but it was created in a time where people were thinking about a lot of different topics than now now we have technology now we have social media now we're thinking about going to space and about starting new colonies so i thought what is philosophy in this day and age what do we think about in this day and age and then you know actually taking that concept and pushing it into the future and, and making it go another 100 200 years in a way that's a beautiful point. And I think that touches on the idea and the notion of an artist's legacy and what they want to be known for. 
Are there any specific pieces that you've created so far which you feel defined your legacy or would like to define your legacy? Yeah, I, I think um, because I, I went quite in depth with this astronaut uh, series. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they were very popular. They're, they're extremely popular. So I didn't know that at the beginning. You know, I, I thought it was something that I just did from my heart and I wanted to do. But when I see uh, how people gravitate to it, especially with everything like Elon Musk is doing now and, you know, creating a lot of interest and maybe even sexiness for the concept of space and going to uh, different worlds, so to say. That's a good point. He's made it kind of cool and sexy, he made hasn't it cool. he? Yeah, 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 yeah. He made it cool yeah. with, his, with the whole vibe. And I think that is going to be part of my legacy to say, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm connecting the real world and the art world with this space theme. And, and, you know, the goal should also be to get one of those pieces to Mars uh, and, and have it exhibited on a different planet to make the circle be, uh, you know, go, go full circle, so to say. Well, you're doing a fantastic job of it so far. Thank you. Um, let's head a conversation towards your roots, being Dutch, being a Dutch artist. Yeah. Does your heritage or has your heritage played any kind of integral role or had an influence on your art? I don't think so. I, I think maybe more as a person. I think Dutch people are very uh, grounded. You know, they're, they're, there's a saying like, uh, be normal, act normal. You know, and, and we work all over the world. We have a lot of super cool celebrity clients, um, you know, from all different worlds. And I think to stay grounded through this journey helps a lot. So maybe that's part of the Dutch roots, but also, you know, we're known for being explorers. You know, the, um, the VOC, as they call it, was this organization that, that went all over the world with sailing ships and, you know, like in the pirate age. And I think Dutch people are very entrepreneurial and, and like exploring different worlds. Literally and metaphorically. <laughs> yeah, in all senses, you know, that would, that, so that, that connects to what I do, I think. But it's fair to say that you are a household name, you know, back I, home. I think, yeah, I think in my country, for sure. We, we're blessed with a lot of media and, 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 and you know, TV interviews and, and other media. And so um, it's become uh, quite a thing. But would you say that's contributed towards your identity as an artist, you know, being a household name back home? That's a pretty big deal. It's very special. And I'm, I'm very thankful for that. And uh, I think um, because of that, you have to also respect that role and take on the role of also working with charities like we do and um, using your name and your exposure for good things. And what, what I try to do and, and, and my family and I is try to build a bridge and get the youth to connect with art. I think, especially in our country here, if you look at Miami, you see a lot of a young crowd, cool crowd walking around the art fair. We don't really see that in my country. I think art in our country is more of a, a, a um, it's something for old people. You know, that, that's the feeling I get. And I want to make it more cool. Would it be fair to say that art, like in probably a lot of countries around the world, is associated with class? Um, yeah, <clears throat> I think it's it, it's always been like that. And I think if you if you look at the art fair here, how diverse the public is from all different races, from all different classes, from people that just want to take a picture, from collectors and and and, and museum directors, and I think this is a very good example of how it is in the in the middle and the epicenter of society and, and like art should be and not just for the, for the elite, so to say. Art Talks is curated by Hoffa. For more information, head over to the House of Fine Arts 
www.ghostbusiness.com. Let's talk about your exhibition here at Art yeah. Miami 2023 with Hoffa, the House of Fine Art. The House of Fine Art, my friends. It's a spectacular exhibition. Can you tell us more about the themes and the narratives behind your works? Yes, yeah, so so I told them, I think about six months ago, that I really wanted to have some pieces exhibited at the, at the art fair. And they said, sure, we have, a, we have a big booth and we would love to have some of your pieces. And you've been working with Hoffa for many a year. Yeah, since 2017. Great history together, great friendship. And um, I, I really love how passionate they are, driven, uh, they have a vision, they fight for their artists, uh, super, super good people. And um, I wanted to show some cool work and it was quite hard because we have a, 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 a production issue uh, luckily, in a way, as there always is, there's always a few curveballs thrown in. So I, I, I had to start uh, at least six months ago to create the pieces we have on show here, and um, to just to, to see the reaction, to see people engage with the pieces, taking pictures. I, I took one marble sculpture. It's a very new piece. It's called Valley of the Kings. It's like a fusion of uh, the Egyptian uh, Tutankhamun and an astronaut piece to showing. Uh, like the oldest civilization being the Egyptian uh, fused with the forefront of civilization being astronauts exciting theme and and one of my first marble sculptures okay so I've been yeah I've been working in bronze for like uh, I want to say 10 years now so so I, I always want to show something new and that's what we're doing here so I'm 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 curious about what the what the public thinks and says what's your fascination with bronze? Why has it been such a staple part of your product? I think it's a beautiful material. It's quite rare. It's a bit of a USP, is it fair to say? For me, definitely. For me, definitely. It's. A, I, I think as a collector and as an artist, when you see a bronze sculpture, yeah. you feel it's a real sculpture. And there are other materials. You have stainless steel and marble, but I would say bronze, like as a collector, when you buy a piece, oh, I brought a bronze sculpture. And then it's like... Well, wow, that's a real piece. There's a certain degree of prestige to it. It definitely creates that reflective factor which your yes. work So has. what I do, I, I polish it to a super high level. It's, it's very difficult to, to get it to that quality level. And you see people, if they like the theme or not, they respect the piece because they can see the amount of work in it. Yeah, absolutely. For any aspiring artists out there who have been inspired by your works, who are trying to create their own trajectory in the same kind of direction as you, is there any advice you could offer based on the experiences you've had and the challenges that you've faced along the way? Yeah, for sure. I mean, the first thing I would do as an artist is I would embrace social media properly. Because I think that... Uh, well, let's say you must not overlook it. It's not a a side thing. It's not a side product. It is integral because you have the chance to build your own platform, to create your own fan base, to have your own little digital gallery or museum where you dictate the narrative. You dictate what you want to show. You're not... And, and even for galleries and for museums, they, they, they can get a quick sense of what you're about, of your philosophies, of of the handwork, so I would embrace that, make great videos, post it, and and create a a public to start with for yourself. That's so interesting because I definitely know a fair few artists and just generally like the consensual feeling about social media and the effect it has on an artist's concentration, let's say. 
there's definitely a sense of allergicness that a lot of artists, puritanical artists, feel about having to become their own salesperson as well as being the artists. You get a lot of people moaning about it. And I love the fact that you're you're actually speaking the complete reverse. You're saying, no, you, yeah. you've got an opportunity to become your own salesperson, essentially, right? And curate it the way you want to. And that's a good thing. Yeah, you know, and, and, and when you hear sales, you shouldn't think about sales being, um, <clears throat> you have to uh, nag someone to buy your stuff. It's not about that. It's about showing how much work you put in, showing the handwork, showing the thought, telling your story. People engage with that, that authenticity and that creates a fan base and an interest. So that's so important. I don't think it's been made apparent enough how important it is for especially young artists. And I think we all suffer from that imposter syndrome, right? Thinking that we might not be good enough or our story isn't relevant enough or interesting enough uh, to tell. You can't be the judge of that. You've got to let the public decide that. It's your job to put it out there. And that's like, whether you're an artist or a musician or, Everything. I don't know, a furniture designer, whatever it Correct. is, you've got the chance to actually tell your story from a point of authenticity, which no PR company, no publicist, you know, no third-party external platform can do better than you. You know, you've just got to genuinely build the confidence and the belief to actually execute yourself. And the results will definitely show you why it's so worthwhile to do it. Is that fair to say? No, it's for sure. If you see the type of content people watch and what I watch, I watch someone plastering a wall because I think it is satisfying to watch. Plastering walls is an art form, by the way, guys. I've tried it a fair few times. It's not easy. I'm, I'm watching a guy that, that wants to put a plug in a hole or, or fix a hole and he, he takes it out of the drywall. He puts wood, he screws it in, they put tape on it, they plaster it, they they paint it and 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 it and at the end it's invisible and when it's invisible it's a job well done so all this work disappears but the process is so interesting and and it's and it's about showing that absolutely joseph are there any works in the pipeline forthcoming that you can tell us about that you're super excited about yeah yeah there's there's a lot there's always a lot it's the 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 processes I use and the materials I use and 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 um, it's it's a it's a lot of work. It's a lot of R and D, uh, but I really want to get into the digital space. Okay, you are already though to a degree. Though, yeah, right? yeah, we did we did multiple things, but I want to do it more. I want to make moving art like animated art on on a screen. Maybe uh, something you can interact with. Maybe something regarding NFTs and not just for the hype of doing an NFT project, but actually also embracing the technology that it's it's authenticity. You can trade it. There's information in it. Uh, it's very interesting. You know, and I think as an artist, you should also always look to embrace new technologies and at least investigate it. I love the fact that you're advocating NFTs, generally speaking, because again, I think a lot of artists think that's a dirty word at the moment. Do you think otherwise? Yeah, I, I, I think you I think you could make anything a dirty word because there's always like the, the far side of the spectrum on, on both sides, you know, and, and I think you should do something valuable with it and see hey, how can I it's use it. It's a vehicle, it? essentially, it's isn't it? It's a vehicle, it? it's a vehicle, and you use it for, for good yeah. and not for the other stuff that's also, you know, written about. But it's, it's a cool technology, definitely. Joseph, it's been an absolute Thank pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. What a setting, man. What a beautiful talk. Thank you.